0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and we are back, and we're moving into a totally different kind of topic, but one that's so important in our culture, and that's the digital world, We live in a digital world, and we really need to understand it, its implications, and we can utilize it to our benefit and to our success. My guest is David J. Bradley, who's an MBA. He's the managing director of BBG, Inc., and he's the founder of Consulting MBA. David authored the marketing and sales bestseller, Getting Digital Marketing Right, into 15,000 or thousands, and has contributed to and been cited in hundreds of business publications. He will discuss his new book, Digital Marketing MBA which is a step-by-step process to prioritize best practices and help you maximize success and reduce sort of the ambiguity of all this digital strategy so that you can contain control of your marketing strategy and your direction and confidence. And even if you're not in your own business or you're not using you know digital strategies, most of us are still online. And so David can really talk about that as well. Welcome, David.
2: Thank you, Patricia. Happy to be Uh, here.
1: Good. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your marketing strategy. You talk about three phases. Development is the second phase, but let's talk about how did you develop this and how did you kind of design all this? I know you wrote a first book. And Mm -hmm. how did you see the evolution? Because when you started, it certainly wasn't where it is now. So, Talk a little bit about that, kind of the evolution to really get to where you are now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I I would say all of this came from my own hands-on experience of working with dozens of different companies over the years and developing strategies. And whether it was a small business or a larger corporation, there were certain things that I noticed that were consistent. And in general, even if you have a pretty sophisticated marketing department, The truth is that digital is complex because it is new and it's constantly changing and there's always new technology to worry about. Mm -hmm. So everyone has challenges. So this book was written to help people understand how to actually make decisions in digital to really simplify that process and get rid of all the noise with the constant changes and just focus on how do I develop a strategy by uh, making a couple of strategic and important yeah. but simplified decisions.
1: What were some of the things you were seeing that were across the board that you helped with, you know, that you where people got stuck?
2: Well, the biggest thing is that people think about marketing and they just say, well, I hear about Facebook a lot and we should advertise on, on Google. And if we we're doing marketing, we need people to do cold calls for us, whatever it might be. But the big challenge, and this, you know, negates digital as one channel itself, the big challenge is really understanding people. So as years right. go on, as we get more and more tech in our life, we really need to kind of take a step back and focus on relationships instead of just mm-hmm. pushing ads out there or any of right. the tactical kind of stuff like that. Right,
1: right, right. Yeah, and I find that, and I find that, and even though digital is important, as you said, I mean, you're going to do people business with people that you know like and trust, right? That's who you're going mm-hmm. to work with. And that's yeah, what makes a difference. Yeah. So how did you how do you help people streamline talk about your your strategies?
2: Sure. Well, it all begins like we're saying about understanding the market market itself. That's what I mentioned as phase 1 in this book, market intelligence. So you can't come up with the strategies them strategies themselves until you really understand who the market is, who your customers are, and what kind of messages resonate with them, um, where you can reach them. And you really need a good focus and understanding of who they are. And All right. So give
1: us, give us an where,
2: example.
1: Give us an example, sure. David, of maybe two different kinds of companies that are very different. Like company A, here's where their focus is and here's their message. Company B is very different. Here's where their focus is. Here's their message.
2: Sure. So let's say it is in the mortgage space. So they're looking for people who are new home buyers who right. want to get their first home. They need the mortgage. And so there you're getting an understanding of who the individuals are. So if it's first time home buyer, they're usually in their mid to late twenties and they have a lot of questions in mind. They need a lot of education. So you need right. to make education a, a good component of that strategy. And then you need to understand that They might be on certain social networks that you can reach them. Um, And in that sense, if they're on a social network, they're not looking for you. So you need something that is intriguing to them and speaking to this uncertain process they're jumping into that you're going to help hold their hands. You're going to help uh, educate them along.
1: So and are there certain the social side, media, let me just ask you, are there certain social media
2: platforms
1: that, because we're talking about millennials, that millennials would gravitate to more than, let's say, a baby boomer?
2: Yeah, and lately, this, this is a moving target, of course, but lately I would say Instagram is probably the strongest platform where you have a lot of data on the audience, and that audience, the millennial group, is there. Um, but with the right strategy, you can find them across almost any network. So you really need to understand what your resources are and dump your energies accordingly. But Instagram is top of the list um, generally for the millennial audience.
1: Okay. All right, let's look at another market. Give us another example very different from the one you just gave us.
2: Sure. So let's say on the B2B side, it is a professional service organization of some sort. Maybe it's an accounting firm. And it's an accounting firm that, serves small businesses. And in that light, they're not going to be putting ads on social networks, and they're not looking at that millennial audience. They're looking for a little bit older of an audience, and an audience that maybe doesn't need as much education, but they need to really trust this accounting firm right. as a trusted advisor. Right. So in that sense, you can try to put advertisements in front of them for folks that are searching for a new accounting firm. Uh, but you probably want to put thought leadership pieces out there, material that shows that you have expertise, that you help mm. folks like them. And you're building that trust up front so that they can respond and reach out to you when they're ready because they know you're an asset to them and you can help them. So it's a different type of positioning there. Mm,
1: it's so fascinating. All right. So let's talk about the three phases.
2: Sure. So we mentioned phase one, that's the market intelligence, understanding right. your customer. Phase two, now that you understand who your customer is, you can start to break down, alright, how do I reach them? What are these different channels? That might be, you know, Facebook and Google and, uh, email and so on. But it's also, what are the processes that I need in place? What is the technology I need in place that really support these activities? And it's important because a lot of these tools will come up when digital is at play, but it also should be a set of tools that help your teams to actually execute to give you the analytics, the information that you need. So it's important to map out what that looks like um, and understand not just the tool the software element of it, but how does it help the customers by having a process in place for this is how they go from point A with us to point Z, making a purchase, and then even beyond. How do we interact with them on an ongoing basis? Okay. And And with that in place, you can go into phase three of guided implementation where I basically walk with people through setting up certain protocols. This is how I'm going to manage the marketing on an ongoing basis, keep track of what's working, what's not, as well as the nitty-gritty of developing budgets and building up your marketing team and making sure that you have things composed so that marketing can really be a core competency in the business and not just, you know, another box to check.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Really important. So in your book, uh, you talk about the the different processes, right? You talk about strategy. But you also mm-hmm. talk about marketing campaigns, and I do want to talk about this in the second half, but um, from what you're saying, marketing campaigns will really vary depending upon the client.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so go ahead. The campaigns themselves, um, it's going to vary based on, is it a uh, a company that works with other businesses on the B2B side, or do they work directly with customers, end users, uh me and you buying like in the mortgage example for example um and you know that is one basis where it differentiates but you know if you're running a business if you're working with a corporation you're going to have a lot of competition out there so the campaign is going to really look at it end to end starting with uh the messaging and how you're reaching out to them the different channels And then all of the touch points along the way, how can you develop it into a complete relationship so it isn't so transactional? It's not just an ad that pops up once and then that's it, but a complete relationship or journey that you can work with these people through. Um, So the campaign has to take that complete perspective, essentially.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. I know in my own Mm -hmm. work, you know, I will gravitate toward... I'll read things, and then if I'm reading something and it's really an interesting article and it really has affected me, um, that's a person I want to be in touch with. So I think that those written pieces really make a difference. I'm sure you do too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that is important to my business and many businesses where we need to show our difference not by the size of our organization because there's always a bigger consulting firm in my space, But in the depth of that connection, we can create by sharing our expertise through educating others. And that's really a a pivotal thing for us today. And it goes back into what we were talking about, about developing relationships, despite being in such a digital space nowadays Mm -hmm.
1: wonderful we're going to take a quick break i'm talking to david bradley he's an mba he's the managing director of bbg inc you can log on to the bbg.com and there are some other websites too david what are they
2: yep if you go to davidjbradley.com that can be like your central hub that has the book listed there with the amazon link Uh, It has the BBG listed there, and as well as Consulting MBA, so davidjbradley.com.
1: And you work with small businesses, entrepreneurs to big Fortune 500, is that right?
2: Yeah, pretty much across the gamut. Uh, Most of my clients are mid-sized firms, a lot of financial firms, Um, but anyone who really wants to develop a strategy or have some kind of outsourced marketing leadership to really get a grasp of the digital I work with them to really get things more sophisticated, to streamline things, and to make, again, digital as a a core competency in the business.
1: Wonderful. Thank you. And uh, we're going to be right back, folks. And when we come back, we'll talk to David about stakeholder interviews, about budgeting, about implementation, about, uh, you know, how to pick the right technology. Um, If you have many to pick from, how do you hone in? And you're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. We'll be back with David Bradley right after the break. Stay tuned. (music)
2: barry now presents his gifts to others as host of the joy of living all you need to do is tune in listen live every
0: tuesday at 10 a.m pacific time and 1 p.m eastern on the voice america variety channel
2: are you or someone you know interested in attending college with both college tuition and college enrollment up 60 percent since 2002 there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone,
1: and we are back.
0: Uh, We are talking
1: about digital marketing, and my guest is David J. Bradley, and he is an MBA, and he's the managing director of BBG, Inc., and founder of Consulting MBA. And his first book was a bestseller, Getting Digital Marketing Right, and his second book, which has just come out, is Digital Marketing MBA, and it gives you a step-by-step process to help you with your success and gain control of your marketing clarity and your direction. So welcome back, David. Okay. And um, David, you. you work with you work with people all over the country, right? I mean, you don't have to be in person with them. You can work with them remotely. Is that true?
2: That's right. A majority of my clients actually have been outside of the state, um, so much of the work is actually remote. So-
1: Okay, all right. So let's talk about stakeholder interviews. As you know, I love interviews since that's what I do. But um, talk about um, what that means and explain stakeholder interviews.
2: Sure. So I know that you know a large portion of your audience might not be directly in marketing, and they're not everyone might be uh, running their own business. But this is something I think can kind of really transcend to anyone uh, because. Interviews ultimately come down to asking the right set of questions so that you can really empathize with individuals to influence them to really better understand them. And that's why I think it's a core marketing tactic to understanding your audience, because there's always a ton of research out there you can find about the market, and most millennials think this way and act in this way, and that's helpful But actually sitting down and talking to someone helps you develop yourself personally to know how to interview better, but also to be able to connect with individuals better. And so Mm -hmm. early on in the strategy process, I try to get organizations to do these stakeholder interviews. And, you know, we structure them in a certain way. So we have specific questions or categories that we touch on, but it's understanding, all right. When you first had some kind of issue that you came to us for, but before you even found out about us, you know, what were the questions on your mind? It's going into, okay, so when you did engage with us, how did you find us and what were those interactions like? What did we do well? What did our competitors do well? And it's really trying to understand from their perspective, what was the process like? What was the experience like? And that understanding helps you to identify your strengths, your weaknesses, and where you can really improve the most. And so that gives Mm -hmm. you a great wealth of information, and it's all in the perspective and the mind and the words, the language of your customers.
1: But can't that also help you in writing your copy for your website?
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a great example of how it helps you holistically in any way because you're getting copy, the, the words, the messaging on your website delivered to you basically uh, on a silver platter from your customer saying, these are the words that I use, not just what you think right. I use, but these are the real words, and these are the real concerns that I have. So now you know exactly what to speak to and how to speak to it. So it really is transformative to who you are as a marketer. Okay.
1: What about implementation in marketing in terms of you know getting the leads and making sure they're the right ones? Explain about that.
2: Sure. So this is connected into the the whole campaign process, but um, getting the leads in the first place from whatever source it might be. If you have a good understanding of who your market is, then hopefully you know where to find them to get those leads. But then once they actually engage with you, uh, typically, say you're offering some kind of education, you're uh, offering something written or audio or what have you, you probably have that first engagement to say, hey, we'll send it to you in an email, just give us your name and email. So now you have some information on them. And that kind of is where they're raising their hand to say, hey, I really am interested in this, and here's some information on me. And that begins the exchange, that begins the relationship potential there. Um, And from that, you can start to identify, all right, do they stay in touch with us? Do they consume more of our content? Are they reaching out again? And that's where you get different quality of leads showing. And uh, typically, you you might be able to backtrack through that to understand that a little bit deeper.
1: I have a a question that I just thought of. How do you Mm -hmm. know... When too much is too much or too little, like, for example, putting out too much information or not focusing enough or not putting out enough, how do you, how do you gauge that?
2: In the sense of how much content you put out to that audience, do you mean?
1: Yeah, I think so.
2: Yeah. So I think the best gauge is always what is going to be most helpful to uh, the most people in our very narrow audience. So kind of reversing into that. A narrow audience is important because you don't want to just try to compete with every other business serving every other customer out there. If you can identify uh, a subsection, it makes everything much easier and much more powerful that you do. Um, But really, being able to cater to that group allows you to use uh, the measure of how can I be most helpful. If you could be the most helpful individual, you know you can start to understand. All right, if I send content out every day of the week, it's probably overwhelming to this group. Maybe I should right. cut back to two times a week or three times a week. Right. As opposed to another principle that uh, marketers use that you know, has some merit to it, but it can be complicated, is just focusing on algorithms. And if you're trying to game the algorithm, whether that's Google's or Facebook's or whatever algorithm is out there, and you're doing that in a way that actually doesn't help the audience, it's going to work against you sooner than later. Um, right. So we're always focusing on the, that customer experience to guide you.
1: Mm, that's wonderful. All right. What would you like to leave our audience with today about digital marketing? What's your message, David?
2: My message would be just to try to simplify every decision you make to the basis of how does this affect my customers and what's going to serve them the best? Because again, typically that's the best guiding principle you can have toward what's going to work best for the algorithms anyhow because they're always trying to serve the customers and what's going to drive revenue at the end of the day if you do something that isn't going to help the customers it's probably not going to help revenue either so always focusing on that experience how do they experience this how do I speak to them how do I get to know them better is you know the ultimate truth to digital
1: Well, thank you uh, how can people find you again
2: Sure. So if you go to davidjbradley.com, that would be the best way. You can see the book there. You can find my consulting firm, thebbg.com. You can find Consulting MBA. And all of those will be linked to at davidjbradley.com.
1: All right. David, it was great to have you on. So knowledgeable. Thank you. Really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely. Thanks so much.
1: All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or you can get a copy of my newsletter each month and to see who these wonderful guests are that we interview. And that is Patricia at com. Have a wonderful
0: week. Happy New Year. Bye for now.